Okay, so we are holding on page. A pop quiz, anybody? 120. It's pretty good. Okay. So we are now, we are in the section, we're a little bit on a, an agav point. Chavos Vavos is teaching us that when it comes to a person's physical livelihood and everything that's connected to him physically, his house, his clothing, his life, his health, all these things a person has to have, has to have bitachon, has to trust that a Kaddish Baruch again, trust always means back to the same yesodos that we've always, we have learned and will continue throughout the Sefer. We have to continue to use the yesodos. That only a Kaddish Baruch is the one who makes everything happen. He only does it for our best, whether we understand it or not. Nobody has any say in what he does. And it's always for the best situation. Overall, doesn't have to be mean that we understand it right now. That's where Amun and Bittachim come in. We believe and we trust. So therefore, and even in a person's life, health, person's life, it's in Hashem's hands. And whatever he deems to be the emis is the emis, and a person has to come to trust in that. And if a person gets sick, this is what Kodesh Baruch wants, this is the best. Of course... Hashem wants you to go to the doctor. Because that's where Heshtadlis comes in. After you've established the bitachon, the trust, that a Kodesh is the one who's doing this, and it's for the best, for that minute, but then the next moment, okay, I got that. First you've got to lock that in. Well, now what does a Kodesh Baruch want me to do? Does he want me to sit and writhe in agony in my bed? Is that what a loving father would want? No. He wants you to get up and do what you can do. Not go crazy. Not take weird medicines that may, may or may not have, you know, federal approval. He wants you to go in the derech that he's set in this world. But even the hishtalis, even the teva. When we enter into the world of hishtalis, whatever we're doing, going into the world of medicine, in the world of business, there, there's, a, there's a world of teva. And that's where hishtalis takes place, right? Did he not create that stuff? Is that outside of his realm? No, of course it's him. <clears throat> of course it's him. All the economics, it's him. Sometimes he wants us to follow it, sometimes he doesn't want us to follow it. But to go to that place of Heshtadlis, after having firmly established it's the Boreolam who's doing this, and it's for the best, then going into the, wor- the Heshtadlis, you don't leave him. You don't say, okay, Kaddish Baruch you stay over here in the base Medjish, and I'm going to go to work, and I'll be back later. That's not at all what B'Tachon is. B'Tachon is, we're going to go together. First we establish the MS, the truth. This is the Bore Olam's doing. And now together, together, we go see what, what you want me to do in the situation to help out the situation as best as I can, always knowing that whatever is the result is also up to him. The beginning is him, the end is him, and then also the middle is him. The Chavos Vavos taught us, though, in this world of Ishtadus, we have to be careful, and a person has to be normal. He can't do anything kitsoni, extreme, saying, listen, if a Kaddish Baruch wants me to die, I'll die. I mean, I believe in a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I believe that everything happens because of him. He, does, he decided the exact time 
that a person is going to be born into this world, the exact time that a person is going to pass from this world. So I can't change that. So I could walk across the street with my eyes closed. And if it's my time, it's my time. And if it's not my time, it's not my time. Right? A person could do that. So Chavaz Baba says, no, that's, that's called suicide. That's usr. And it's, it's a big time usr. Because a Kaddish Baruch Hu, in that world of Ishtadlis, which he created all the Teva, he also wants you to look both ways before you cross the street. He, that's what he wants. That's his Ratzin. It's not a lower level. No, to, what are you, you're, such a, you're such a kofer, you look both ways before you cross the street? If you're Bobby Dalton, you can just walk across the street. Who needs doctors? Just walk, just go. Oh, so you have that huge thing coming out of your head? Don't worry, have bitachon. A Kaddish Baruch will take care of it for you. No. A Kaddish Baruch has, and he created a world of Teva where he is infinitely involved with the world of Teva and he wants you to do what needs to be done. You have to go sometimes to the Chachmei HaTeva to do. You go to a doctor, you go to work. But the key is what? Where's your head? That's the key. You go to work, you go to the doctor because you think that's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. When you, before you go to the doctor, why are you going to the doctor? Because I think this is Ratzon Hashem. And when you're at the doctor, what are you thinking? You're there, you're at the doctor. You went with your hands and your legs, you're at the doctor. What are you thinking? This guy's a shaliach of Hashem. If it's meant to be, yeah. If it's not, no. And then when it comes out that you get the medicine, or you get healed, or whatever it may be, thank you, shaliach, for helping me on this journey. But ultimately, it's only a Kaddish Baruch Hu who decided that. So with your hands, you can go. With your legs, you can walk. But where's your head? This is how a person lives. Bitochen and Ishtadus. The same time, and it's not a stira. It is 100% Ratzon Hashem. Yes. Rabbi could have the same discussion but not use such extreme examples it would be more relevant I don't think we really have to discuss the walking across the street what we do have to discuss is you have to maintain your health does that mean maybe you should work out every day does that mean you should go to a diet people take these things to extremes or not and you don't know what's so called normal you know it's not normal to walk across the street and we're not Mennonites and you know it's not normal to not go to doctors that's not much of a a thought. The thought is those things I just brought up a minute ago. Should I be, you know, seeing a diet person? Should I be working out ten minutes, twenty minutes, an hour, four hours? That okay. is in my hands, or that's not in my hands. Isn't that in my hands? Whether I'm gonna, how much I'm gonna take care of my health. The Rambam talks about this. Is where you have to have a. So what? Do, what? What do you want to know? You want to know? Should you go to a a, a personal trainer? Do you feel like you should go to one? 100%. I'm going to sign up soon. So great. So then what's wrong? No, I'm saying to discuss or bring up. I understand what you're those saying. Points so up. ask a question. Knows. When you, you have to create, you can't, you can't <gasps> teach from the middle. Because then what, you don't know the extremes. So you teach extremes and then you work your way in. So if you have a question. Well, maybe you're right. Or maybe you're wrong. You teach extremes. Go look at any Mishnah. Go look at any Gemara. They teach the, the craziest cases. Why are you teaching this case? It's not even Shaykh. Because you need to teach the ends, and then you could slowly work it back in. Yeah. The Yisod has to be clear. That you start with Bitachon, which is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. You believe that you are where you are, and every single, every single um, uh, Nakud of your health is where, you, where a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants you to be. But you're thinking, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I can use a little bit of working out. Maybe. Oh. Okay, so now what do you do? 
So now you live a Kaddish Baruch Hu there, and now you just you go find uh, some personal trainer and work out six hours a day? No. You be normal. You go to your person, you go to a doctor, what do you think? You go back and forth, but at the sa- at always remembering that it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu who's running the whole situation. That's the key. You could use it in anything. Any situation you have, just use the balance. So if you have a, if a, a, a question, a Lamaisa question, then we can try to analyze it as a group. We could try to analyze it. Could I give you a Lamaisa question and then I'll let you go back inside? Lamaisa question, okay. We're gonna we asked everybody because we're all gonna we're all gonna together, yeah? I hate to talk about people, but it's a really oh, whoa. No, no. It's my sisters. It's my sisters, it's my family. No, no, they have a couple of, a couple I'm not allowed to get a couple a couple of, a couple of <laughs> let's go by talk to me afterwards. Let's say a family. A family. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, no, no. a couple Sounds of like sister. No, 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 seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Some people go so ask afterwards. religious. Some just people ask. go not religious. Could you say that's in the hands of God? Just ask or afterwards. Or did you do anything? You can learn from you can learn from you could you could think about this yourself. Based I do on this. all the time, every day, and now that okay. you brought it up, I'm like, wow. So good. You so it's all in the hands of God. hundred percent. Did some of the family members decide? Everything's in the hands of God. Some of the family members decide not. And could you say okay. now oh, that was in God's last, hands? It wasn't you. Last answer I'm going to say right now, and then we're moving on. Everything's in the hands of God. But Chavuzvela said, if you walk across the street with your eyes closed, you are responsible for your own death. This is the paradox that we live in. Everything's in God's hands, yet everything's in our hands same time but even when it's in our hands you have to believe that it's really in his hands but then he said god says to you yeah but it's in your hands so it's this back and forth so people have to take responsibility for their lives but at the same time this is what now we go right there <clears throat> so page 120 so now the chavos of others is going to bring a proof <clears throat> that one is not allowed to place himself in danger and this does not reflect a lack of bitachon page 120 Therefore, we find Shmuel Hanavi, one of the greatest members of Kalei we've ever had, at least revealed. I think that's, it's got to be top 20, right? Not that we're adding, but Shmuel Hanavi was one of the biggest. The Gemara compares him to Moshe and Aaron. And together. And together. I mean, Shmuel Hanavi was, we can't even imagine. We find Shmuel says, how shall I go for if Shol hears, he will kill me. So what happened? <laughs> Shol failed. And that's a whole story in and of itself. And he didn't kill Amalek, right? He let Agag, the king of Amalek, Alive, he left him alive. <clears throat> Why he left him alive? Maybe we'll get to that, it's interesting. And Kaddish Baruch says, okay, Shaul didn't listen to me, he's out. No more, he's not the king anymore. Eventually it's going to be David. So <clears throat> Shmuel tells, according to God, he gets a nevuah, tells Shaul he lost the kingdom. So he does. And then Kaddish Baruch says, now go to Yishai, right? Yishai had a few children, one of them being David, David and Yishai. And go tell Yishai that one of his kids, and go over there, want, you're going to anoint one of his kids to be the king. So Shemuel says, how can I go? Maybe Shaul will hear and kill me. Right? I'm being more b'malchus. That's what Shemuel's nervous about. So it sounds like, where's your betachon, Shemuel? HaKadosh Baruch Hu told you to go. Could you get any more proof than that? Now, now just to qualify a little bit, so the Gemara asks that on this Gemara, on this Pasuk. Yeah. Ah, you're Shliach Mitzvah, how could you get damaged? So the Gemara answers, when it's Shechia Chazeka, when you're, the damage is common, then you can't say Shliach Mitzvah in a Nezaka. And apparently, at this point, it was Vadai dangerous for Shmuel to go. That's what the Gemara is passing. That Shol would kill him. Yeah, so Mitzvah doesn't pat- patter you up from da- danger. 
Now the Malbim explains the, the question this way, and it's, it's important to, to read it this way. Shmuel Navi wasn't saying, like, Kaddish how can I go? You're, what, you're, what you're saying is crazy. Hashal is going to kill me. No. Shmuel is saying, how do you want me to go? Do you want me to go B'derech Nes? Because Shaul is probably going to come after me to kill me. But Kaddish if you tell me to go, I will go straight B'derech Nes. Doesn't make any sense, but I'll do it. Or do you want me to go B'derech Tevo? And a Kaddish Baruch answers him. I'm going to give you a Derech Tevo way to go. So, Shmuel's question. Yes, he's the Navi. He threw his answer. So let's just keep reading. After King Shaul failed to follow the directives of Shmuel, the prophet, the Navi, to destroy the Amalekites, can't read that in English, God instructed Shmuel to go to the house of Yishai and anoint one of his children, of course, David, as king. However, Shmuel was afraid that if Shaul found out that Shmuel was replacing him, Shaul might kill him. Although Shmuel was explicitly instructed by God to appoint a new king, his concern regarding the threat was not considered a lack of bitachon. It was not considered a lack of trust in God. Rather, Hashem's response to him implied that his caution in this matter was praiseworthy. Shmuel should have been concerned. That might have been the whole test that a Kaddish Baruch was saying, you should just go, but a Kaddish Baruch wanted Shmuel to answer, but shouldn't I be cautious? For he told him, Kaddish Baruch answered him and said, a calf of cattle shall you take in your hands and you should say, I have come to offer sacrifices to Tashem. Meaning you need an alibi. You'll go bring a carbon and that's what you'll tell Shaul. You're going to bring carbonos. By wherever you shall Yeah. I didn't learn the whole Indian. I don't remember. Maybe that's where the Mizbech was. I don't remember. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe private bombs were permitted then. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. I know the Indian. <clears throat> and the rest of the matter that it says there. So, Shmuel seems to have a doubt, nervous, yet it was totally 100% proper. And the Kaddish Baal said, yeah, let me give you an alibi. If Elo has a kitzer were it to be the case that his reluctance to place his life in danger to be considered a lack of trust in God, if Shmuel would have been wrong in his apprehension to go, then God's response would have been, like it says in Devarim. Just go to page 121. What should it have said? I cause death and I grant life. I strike, but I heal, or something similar. Keep reading for a minute. 121. Go. Be my spokesman. Go talk to power. Let my people go. What, is, what, is, what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? As he indeed says to Moshe, Moshe said, For I am heavy mouth and heavy tongue. How can I go speak to power? You want me to go speak? How can I go speak? I have a speech impediment. And Hashem gave him big muster. Who, give, who gave man a mouth? Or who makes one dumb or deaf or seeing or blind? Who? Me. So go do what you're told. Now, Kaddish Baruch did not answer Shmuel Hanavi like that. And Shmuel was, was, a, was a big enough tzaddik that a Kaddish Baruch could answer him like that if that's what he wanted, if that was the Amos. I thought God answered him and take your brother. You're right. Only after Moshe kept pushing. But at first, the Kaddish Baruch gives him big muster. 
But Hashem did not answer Shmuel like that, showing that Shmuel's, not doubt, but his, his quest for emes, or his being careful, was appropriate. It was not a lacking of bitachon. Because a Kaddish Baruch also in the world of Ishtadlis, it's not, it's not without the Boreolum. The world of Ishtadlis, to go do something, is of course with the Boreolum. And therefore one has to do it according to what he deems to be safe. With, of course, a Kaddish Baruch being at the beginning, and a Kaddish Baruch being there at the end. Yes? No. What was the difference, just quickly, what was the difference between Shmuel's and, and Moshe. Why did Moshe get hit over the head and Shmuel did not? Because Moshe didn't want to do shlichas to begin with. Okay, let's say more in what they answered. You're saying it like a deeper, Kodesh Baruch knows like the depth of Moshe. But in the words, Moshe says, Kodesh Baruch You're asking me something that's a mile and a teva. I, I, I can't speak. Right. So why did Moshe get in trouble and Shmuel didn't? Because the Kodesh Baruch made it so that Moshe can't speak so he can fix it all. I mean, he, he, he was using it. You could all use it anytime. He was using it impediment to say I can't do what you're asking me to do so versus Shmuel was Shmuel saying I'm help me find out how to do this the right way tell me how to do this the right way so, so Kaddish Baal tells Moshe Benu speak speak yeah. Moshe Benu says I can't speak directly going against right. in, what Hashem said Kaddish Baal tells Shmuel go to Shaul Shmuel says I'll go just how, how should I get there he wasn't saying, I'm not going. And he, he was talking about an external circumstance. <clears throat> so it gets very, very, very slight. And it's, <clears throat> we have to be... Yeah, but eventually it got to, I'll go speak, how, your brother. After he kept pushing, there's a, he got punished for this. Moshe Benah got punished for this. Moshe Benah got punished. He lost the, the to be Kohen Gadol. He lost it. So you see a person, yes, we know the Gemara tells us, if you keep pushing a certain way, HaKadosh Baruch sometimes will let you go that way. Now this is where the paradox continues. It's right and it's not right. Meaning, HaKadosh Baruch ordained it to be this way, but at the same time, your response when you're going to take a punishment for that. Bilam. Same thing with Bilam, on the opposite way. He kept wanting to go, so Kod- and HaKadosh Baruch says, don't go. Bilam's like, yeah, but you sure? God, you, sh- you sure? Because this is good for me. HaKadosh Baruch says, fine, go. But you'll only speak what I want you to speak. And that's what happened. So yeah, you could push all you want. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to pay the price for what you pushed for. So one second. Oh boy. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and I said to, to prove, this is years, years back. I had a, somebody that I trusted very much. And uh, you know, somebody who's made a lot of money in the stock market. And that was around the time that Apple was going up like crazy. And he said, no, no, go, five is coming out, whatever's coming out. And I tried to invest. I tried to get online to put it in. For some reason, something didn't work out with my account. So then I opened the second account, tried to that. I, it, it must have taken me three hours to get this money in. And the next day, Apple dropped. And I bought options, and I lost all of it. And it was a lot of money. It's, just, it's exactly, and I think about this that he was trying to pretend, he was trying to prevent you, and you didn't listen. Yeah, it's exactly that. Where did it all start? Where did the problem start from? I wanted. Did anybody? Did anybody hear his lashon? I trusted in this person, and we all do that. Yeah, yeah. We have to be careful. Be careful. 
We could trust no, in people as shluchim. No, but that's what happens. We trust in people. We trust in people. That doesn't mean we can't listen to their advice and use their advice. It could be the right. But we have to make sure that's the Kaddish Baruch Because then afterwards, if it, does, if it goes sour, well, that's what the Kaddish Baruch wanted. You'll be able to... quarterback on Monday. If it had worked, you would have said Lafum Chara Agra. I understand that. I understand that. No, I was thinking about this. Maybe. I was there. Why is this not That's why you need a Kurdish book in the beginning. That's why you need a Kurdish But sometimes you'll see, in hindsight, you do see sometimes Hashem was preventing you from doing something and you kept pushing yeah. and then you got what you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's. That's why if you keep. That's why. So what do you do? What do you do in these situations? What, maybe a Kurdish book wants me to keep pushing. Maybe it's a Mania. Right? I mean, Achim says, uh, you got to push through Mania's. But the truth is, he was meant to lose that money because we could tell you stories about the Kaparis from losing the money. Of course. <laughs> so then how did all these things work together? <clears throat> he was supposed to lose the money, so it was a Kapara, but he was pushing, and Akadosh was pushing back. How, does, how, do you, how do you make sense of all this stuff? He lets up to you, but the evidence all If time. you have a Baruch Hu at my no, at first... What? No, what did you just... Fira! No. I don't know what you said. No, I, I heard a sheer on it. No, no, no. no. You Let's put it, in your effort. You keep putting in your effort. Obviously, with the idea that the okay. Hashem is in the world, and then afterwards it was meant to be, and you should not go back. Okay, so one second. Just thank you. We're here. The way with all these situations, if you wanted to go b'derech tov, that doesn't mean b'derech tov doesn't mean it's going to work out. B'derech tov means you're going to align yourself with the Kaddish Baruch Ratzon, whether you make the million or you lose the million. If you make the million, Hashem wants you to do well. If you don't make the million. It's a kapara. It's a kapara for something. How do you see this? How do you go with this? If a Kaddish Baruch is there before you start your day, if a Kaddish Baruch is there when you end your day, and if you try to bring him into the middle of the day. Kaddish Baruch, whatever happens today is your ratzen. How do you know? How can you... Because it's the emes. That's all you have to say. It's the, your ratzen in the beginning of the day, and a Kaddish Baruch, when you go to, right before you go to sleep at night, Kaddish Baruch, it's your ratzen. Now, during the day, your, your friend tells you, got to buy Apple stock. So you try, to, you try to get it in. Wait, this must be the Ratzon Hashem. This is, this is my day. Hashem wants to make millions. So you push it in. doesn't go. Oh, it's a mini. I got to push forward. This is Hashem's Ratzon. Push, push, push. You end up losing all the money. At the end of the day, it's Hashem's Ratzon. Oh, I, guess it was, I guess it was a kapar. Now, it could be that you say also, maybe I shouldn't have pushed. But whatever it is, it's always a Kodesh Baruch's Ratzon. And it's always the Tachas Atov. You cannot lose. Ever. Because always Hashem's Ratzon, and even if you have to then change things up later, it's still Bishas Mai, so that's what a Kodesh Baruch Hu wanted, maybe to push you to make changes. It's either everything is God, or nothing is God. We live in a world where people think, 50 yeah, 50 no, you're living in a world without Him, Lamaisa. So hang on a second. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of going back to that day, and I know where I was sitting. With it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have time to send it. I was just, and afterwards, when, when the whole thing went south, I said, hmm, okay, wasn't supposed to be. And I'm fine. When you, it, it's what Dover just asking. How hard do you push? Meaning, Bishas Maisa. I'm not saying that we're not with the Kodesh Baruch Hu and that it's not with him. That Luyitsui <coughs> that I had Bitachon and everything all the right way. I was reasonably okay. So after the first, the second time it doesn't work, do I say, okay, this is not Ratzon Hashem? Or do I say, no, there's a Maniyah going on. This is going to be an unbelievable payout. I have to continue. 
and which I did, and I don't know, and I will never know in any given situation. So you know what the answer is? I have to believe that it's Ratzon Hashem. If I do, it's Ratzon Hashem. If you, if you lock in, if you're a person who's locking in, this is a, a, this is a whole world. You can't take a piece of this and no, then and use it. A problem here. No, 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 I know. I understand. But I want people to know you can't just use this as like a tool like once in a while. It's a whole world. You have to live in God's world. So, Shabi Tachon is, at the beginning of the day, it's all God. And at the end of the day, it's all Him. There's nothing to talk about. Now, ah, we're right in the middle. I'm, I'm ready to buy the stock. It's not going. But what are you thinking about? If you're, if you're trying to run your day according to Shabi Tachon, and you realize that this is the Pranas Hashem wants me to be in, and you realize that every single day that you're here in this world, HaKadosh Baruch is the one who's going to make it go or not go, and everything's for the best. I mean, if you have these, these types of thoughts flowing through your head, you'll have a much different way. I can't tell you exactly how it's going to go. But you'll have a different type of thought. You'll think, one second, it didn't go. Maybe it's not what Hashem wants from me. Maybe it is what He wants from me. Maybe you'll have this back and forth. But then you'll say, you know what? But either way, it's Ratzon Hashem. You might even clarify yourself. Meaning, why am I pushing so hard for this? Is it like, a, am I groping for like a big, like a big win? According to the Chavos of Avos. Do you, does he, it's going to get a little fired for this. According to the Chavos of the Vavos, Shabbatach, and what we've learned until now. Let me see if I can just appropriately ask this question. I'll say it like this. I'll try to say it like, lightly. According to the Sharbi Talcham, what we've learned until now, it is, a, it is, is it, sorry, is it appropriate or not, raise your hand, is it appropriate or not to go buy a lottery ticket for, you could win $500 million. To buy one lottery ticket, $1, $2, $2 is that what it's at now? Yeah. Oh, I'm clearly not holding. Is it appropriate or not appropriate to go buy one lottery ticket for $2? Dollars, five hundred million dollars. Everybody knows the joke. <laughs> it's, it's perfectly fine. It's According perfect. to the Chovas of the Okay, not to buy two. Not to buy two. Okay, tell me where you see in here that it's appropriate. I'm saying, Good morning. I want to know Not your Amuna in a Kaddish Baruch I want in the Sefer Sharbi what is why am I making five hundred? Why am I looking to make five hundred million dollars? Give it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they all oh, rationalize. God, don't worry. I'll give you. I'll give you two fifty. Don't worry. You just no. Could you imagine Shemayim what they're hearing? Like everybody's bidding, like how much they're going to give away, and so they can make the money. That's great. We want money because we have to have a parnasa. Person has to live in this world, right? Person has to live in this world. We need a parnasa. What did the Chovasos teach us about parnasa? Is it good or not good? It's 100% good according to your madriga. If you were a big tzaddik, you wouldn't need to. But everybody else, this is, this is what Hashem wants from us. Why does Hashem want us to go for Parnasa? Why? Why don't you just give us the money? What do, what do we say? We learn. What do we say? To test us. To see if we're going to go in the right way. And what's the test? Is the test to hurt us to make us go into Gehenim if we fail? No. To bring out our inner kochos. That which a Kaddish Baruch implants within us. That there's no other way to bring out through the social settings, through the Amunabitachon, through the Midos, through things that you see at work and things you're not supposed to see at work. All of that is to build us up. 
and specifically the hardest parts of our life and the hardest parts of our job, we grow the most from. Right? So this is the world of Parnasa. We know Parnasa equals Gematria and Neshama. It's to build us. But Emes is to build us. That's why Kaddish Baruch gave it to us. Everything is positive in this book. Unless you commit suicide. But besides that, it's positive. So there's a Tachlis Ato for Parnasa. Is it appropriate or inappropriate to go buy one ticket? You're all thinking, oh, I only care about the ticket. Let's, 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 that's the Shaila. One ticket, two tickets. Is it appropriate to try to go for $500 million in one shot? How does that make any sense according to the Safer? Someone explain to me how it makes sense. I think it's inappropriate. I now, you could argue with disagree. me. You could disagree and buy the ticket all you want. <clears throat> but I think, you don't have to agree to me, I'm, who am I? But I'm just telling you what I think from the Safer. Is that it's actually inappropriate. Well, she'll continue That's what I think. Maybe you'll continue to work with us. Maybe, maybe. Kulai hai ulai. First of all, since the big If that was a person's real intent, then you should go sit and learn right now. What do you mean? Nairish guy. It's all Shekhar. It's all people. If you would really analyze your thoughts, it's all, I just want a quick win. I don't want to go to work anymore. I'm done with this stuff. That's where it's coming from. Well, hang on a second. Here we go. No, no, no. And what's wrong with that? We just explained. Stop. He wants the ticket. By the way, can you buy me one also afterwards? Yeah. 63 years old. I've worked many, many, many years. I would like to have more time to enjoy with my grandchildren, more time to help. I don't want to get personal here. You can. <laughs> I don't want to. No. So, there's a certain menucha sanefesh, which I buy myself, with all the bitachim, with all the work that we've done, from a perspective of taking care of families, all the good things, have not been able to accomplish. I have not been able, in my personal avoda, to get there. We've talked about this, all right? The $500 million, if a Kaddish Boku chose to give them to me, would help. I know that's not what you want to How do you know? How do you know that? I believe that. How do you know you're not who you are today because of all the struggles? How do you know God wants you to be sitting on and, and tooling? How do you if know? If he gives it to me, then he right. wants, wants me to. <clears throat> but you're putting yourself into a position... I'm not buying a lottery ticket to say, oh my God. I hear you. Oh, Listen, wait, one second. I'm just telling you my opinion. Go buy the ticket. I'm telling you my opinion where I see from here. If I don't win too much, like I'm putting all my thing into this, I'm buying this ticket tonight, and then uh, I, I wake up <coughs> this morning, and I didn't win the, win the lottery. And I'm so broken, and my life is over. No, that's one thing. It's okay, I didn't win, finish, no. I understand what you're saying, say but you're not understanding, you're, you're not understanding, yeah, there's the inner, subtle, no. Why no? You're not understanding the inner subtleties. Is that if, again, we're in the Chobos Levavos, according to the Orachim Kadosh, according to the Al Shechamin, and according to the stories that you read in certain places, of course, what do you mean? You hear stories about people buying the lottery ticket. That's according to the Al approach. If you really believe it, go right ahead. This is the Chobos Levavos, Sharbi Tachon. This Sefer, it is inappropriate. You don't understand because what happens when you buy a ticket? is that you have to be 100% clear of your motivations. Which who knows about their motivations nowadays. Are you, you really believe that this is the Ratzon Hashem for me? Be'emes? This is the best? This is what He wants me? This is going to make me a better person? Which is the Tachos of Parnassah? Is it really? Is it really? Because a lot of things we could do right now. You really are saying, I'm going to win the lottery and I'll go sit and learn. So go learn for an extra half an hour right now. Prove it. Sh- sit down for an extra half hour. 
You're not, your life's not going to be over in a half hour. You're not going to lose all your money. Show me. Kaddish right. says, don't make me pay you to prove it. That's in the land of the Sefer. It's one of the worst things. We'll get there. That a person says, Kaddish give me the money and then, I'll, and then I'll be a good guy. It's called a mashkon. Show. <clears throat> it shows a muna. No, 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 no. It's no, all no. coming from Hashem. Right. Whether you go to work or whether you buy a little ticket like this. Okay, Dave, yeah. Hashem. Other Dave, What's yeah. What's the matter with that? Okay. So you're, I mean, the it's all from argument, Hashem. The whole argument is that it doesn't, it doesn't do all things that, that a Parnassim does for you, right? To test you and all, and all that. How is it different than any other investment you buy in the Apple stock in the right. first place? I mean, every investment, it's not, it's not my day job. It's not my day job. It's not my... Right. I'm, I'm not, I, if you want to go into analyzing it, sometimes it's not different. Sometimes it is different. If a person is going for that like penny stock and he's just, there's no difference between that and, and, and the, and the, and the um, lottery. lottery. It's not so clear. You have to analyze. Is this part of the, the Ratzin Hashem for you, the Derech HaTeva? It has to be analyzed each person differently. Is it his job? Is it a hobby? Is this just some tip that some guy gave you in the back office like buy the stock? I've, I've heard those before. They don't always work out. You have to analyze yourself. It's not so simple. Some yes, some no. It's not bullshit. But to buy the lottery ticket, where it's, it's clear, you're just trying to take the high road, I'm never going to work again, I'm just going to sit. And then what? Then you're going to get into trouble. Why do we go to work? Why do we work? Says the Again, you don't want to believe the safer, that's fine. But I'm just going with what he says. Why are we at work? Because obviously, we're going to be in trouble if we don't go to work. Wait, so we're going to s- the retirement age if you're 66 years old, not 63. If you're 66 years old and it's acceptable to retire, then I'm allowed <laughs> to buy a lottery ticket. I, I don't know who said. I don't have to work anymore. Is there a retirement age in the Shabbat Talmud? What does it say? You told me Social Security according to the government? What is no, this? Like, no, you're supposed to work according to Shabbat Talmud until you drop dead. Yeah. You should work yeah, yeah. as long as you're proactive and this is what God wants from you. <laughs> you should work as long as you can and. What do you mean? Uh-huh. Retirement is it? I'm out. Go right ahead. <laughs> and if a person, and when a person gets older, hopefully as a person gets older, a lot of his taivas and other things just naturally disappear. And if, hopefully they'll want to learn a little bit more. Maybe they want to take walks a little bit more. Hopefully. But there's no retirement age. What does God want from me? You're going with the American government? You're going with the, with the rules of the Goyim? Are we Goyim? No. This doesn't make any sense. Re- learn the Torah. There's a Bore Olam. 67, I'm, I'm done. What is that? What, what is this stuff? Maybe, yeah, maybe no. Maybe Kodesh Baruch wants you to stop at 50. Maybe he wants you to go to till 85. There's no rules. The rules are, this is what Kodesh Baruch wants me to do. Analyze. Analyze yourself. We're so crazy and crooked, not, by our, not, by our, not because it's our fault. This is how we're raised. There's all that's going through our head all day long. It's not our fault. But this saver's trying to Clean us up. Clean us up. You don't, it's very subtle. But a person who's, who goes to buy the lottery tickets, you don't realize that you're starting to rely on the lottery ticket, not on God. This hit, I'll tell you when this, when this really hit me big. And I'll tell you when it hit me big. I never, ever buy. Not because of Bitochon at first. But just, I just never, that was never my Teva. I remember it was many years ago. And it was after I was learning Shabbat Bitochon. And the lottery got up to, I think it was like the first time, I don't remember exactly, was it like 800 million or a billion, something. This is many, many years ago. And I'm like, and everybody's talking about it, even in the yeshiva. And I'm like, All right, you know what? If it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be, right? I'm not going to, I'm not banking on it. 
It's probably not going to happen, but you know what? I'll buy one ticket, right? One ticket. Everybody knows that rule. That everybody knows. So I go and I buy the ticket. And, I, and, I'm, there was, and then I realized I'm, I'm starting to imagine what could be the money, the imaginations, all that stuff that everybody goes through, which you already know it's checkered. That's a subtle point, but pay attention to that. Then, okay, I lost, clearly. I would be here, right? I'd be in like, uh, you know, owning my own island. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. You don't know. You don't know. Everybody thinks they know. Yeah, I'll give all to... You don't know. And then I thought to myself, why did I buy a ticket when it was 800 million and when it's 20 million I don't buy? Well, 20 million is not enough for me. 20 million is not enough for me to live the rest of my life. I'm a simple guy. Why was it 800 million dollars? Then I buy a ticket. Like a lot of people here. Something's off. There's something off in the thinking. When it gets to 500 million, that's my thought. Then, then I'll buy a $2 ticket. Something is off when you get into numbers, big money, imaginations. If you're honest and you want, you don't have to tell me, you don't have to tell anybody. But if you want to be honest with yourself, there's something off of the thinking. And it is not Yashus. You don't have to prove to me anything. I don't care. You could buy a thousand tickets. No, I'm just trying to teach what I think is the MS. I could be wrong. So if you're working, let's say you're working in a startup. By the way, what time is that? Not 10 to 12. You're working in a startup. Okay. And uh, you're working in a startup and, you know, these silicon... You're the lower than of the lottery. Wait, wait, let him talk. Yeah, go quick. Yeah. Working in a startup, you know, all the MIT and Stanford graduates and whatever, they live in startups. Amazing. And so you're working hard. You're working for two, three, five, whatever many years. And the whole hope that from the beginning to the end is, yes, you want to put something new and good in the world, maybe you can cancer, but you're waiting for the buyout. So the buyout could, let's see, $500 million, and of yours, so you have some whatever percentage of that. So you're saying that the difference there, A, is there a difference? No. Because you, but you've worked in, you're working. You're working, 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 all the time hoping, da, 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 all the time hoping that the payout's going to be, you know, that you're going to have that payout. Or big payout. What do you so, think? What do you think? Analyze it. Don't just from, ask. People can't no, just ask. From a work, Analyze it from according a work to those of others. You're working, you're putting in, it's, it's keeping you out of trouble, but the problem is you still haven't fixed this thing back here. So then, in the end result, it's not, there's no difference then. You're working, it's keeping you out of trouble. Are you getting paid as long as you're doing it, or you're just hoping that in five years you're just going to make $500 million? So, so many people don't get paid very, very little. Um, and, and some people have a regular partner or a lowered partner. So typically founders... You to, it's so... You can't answer these questions. And then what, what happens if you're an MIT guy, he's living at home, he has no bills, right. and he's doing this. For a guy, he has his wife and three kids. Right. Everything has to be analyzed exact. That's why each person has to take the Yisodas from here and analyze his own life and analyze his own situation. Because God, Taylor, makes situations for us. There's no rules of the colleges. That's the checker. Sometimes you have to play into their rules but it has to be with God at the beginning and God at the end and as much as you could bring them into the day the day to day the minute to minute the better but at the beginning it's all Ratz and Hashem and the end it's all Ratz and Hashem that you shouldn't be able to move from ever you don't have to move from that we try during the day which is hard to bring them into every situation and every analysis that's hard but okay I knew that was going to start some fire. But I want everybody to think, think about it. Don't just... People, you know, you hear something interesting, like the lottery <laughs> ticket, because everybody came into this room 
Of course you can buy one lottery ticket. Of course. 100%. It's MS to buy one lottery ticket. So I'm saying something different. Now, I could be wrong, but at least think about it. Think about it. What do you have to lose? That you're not going to buy a lottery ticket? Save two bucks. No, but it would be the MS, not just two bucks. If you come out that's talking not appropriate to buy the ticket and it's not what Hashem wants, you're going from, you're paying $2 to go against the Ratz and Hashem. I'm not saying I'm right, but think about it in your own life. Each person could be different here, by the way. Each person could have a different answer what Hashem's Ratz is. But if you're paying $2 to go against Ratz and Hashem, do you know how bad that is? $2? For $2? We don't, we don't think deeply about things. We're very superficial. What do you mean? I read a story that the guy bought a ticket a million dollars. So of course I could do it. Where does that story come from? What does it mean? Is that true? Think. Well, Very important. Is that Bitachin is negotiable based on the price? I'm kidding. Bitachin is... I'm just a joke. Oh, you got me scared. <laughs> Dope. <It's a> joke. <laughs> Dope, you got to be careful. Smile more. Okay. Thank you. Now I see. It was a joke because Ha-ha. if you buy an 800 million versus a 2 million, you should, you know, buy a 2 million or anything. Right. The if you're going to do it, if you believe that's your MS, that's what I came... That was not a joke. That's real. If you believe it's the emiss to buy lottery tickets and you think that's the way Hashem wants you to make a part of us, if you really believe that, then there should be no difference between 800 million or 50,000. It's $2, 50,000. It's a great investment. If you really believed, that's what I was saying, then there should be no difference. You do a tzedakah raffle for... I'll give you a tzedakah raffle. Everybody has to think after this. Again, if you want to use the safer, you don't have to. You don't have to. But we don't realize how subtle. You don't know what's holding you back from true There are certain people that that thought of the lottery ticket is actually holding them back from totally relying on God. Well, that real test happens when those numbers appear on the screens and they say, oh, it's like a hundred billion, not whatever. And you're like, that's not for me. It's not that. No, no, no. no. I'm, say- I'm saying that so many people will go and do that. And that, that means that they're, that means, unfortunately, that's that their bitachon is negotiable. I know. Based on the price. I thought, think That's, about it. Think about it. I was making a joke, but I was... You were bringing out what I wanted to bring out. Rabbi, it would be more of a problem with potentially investing five years of your life in a stock. One second, let me finish the sentence. No, but talk to me afterwards. I know it's going to be very detailed. I know. We no, can talk no, about it's very simple. If someone's going to invest five yeah. years of their life in a job and mm-hmm. barely be able to go to the base medrash, mm-hmm. and somebody is going to... Put down a dollar, and it's not going to take away from his learning if mm-hmm. he wins or not. Mm-hmm. It might be worse of a of a of a, a ruchnius move mm-hmm. to to put in five years where you mm-hmm. can't even learn. That's that's going against God. Right. Where you're not really mm-hmm. losing bittel Torah because right. you have a, a dollar. Pay attention to what I'm saying very like clearly. Pay attention. Listen to my words. Are you ready? Yeah. You could go to work for the rest of your life and not learn one single hour and do the rutz on Hashem. And you could learn for the rest of your life, every single second, and you're not doing the Ratzon Hashem. Okay. So you're telling me, oh, Chitzonius, goes to work, goes to learn. That's so superficial. We don't live in that world. It's about Kavanas. What happens if my entire life I'm learning every second of the base Medrash? Every second? Because I'm a Balgaiva, and I want to show off. I'm a base Medrash all day. But I have another guy who doesn't learn at all, and he works hard for his family. But he's a pure anav, and he really wants to do the Ratz and Hashem, but it's not what Hashem wants. So who's better at the end of the day? You get upstairs. So Pashat, the guy in the base Medrash? Is it so Pashat? In this base Medrash, it's not so Pashat. I, I think Rebbe's taught us very clearly. 
I think the Svarmak Dajma taught us very clearly, it's not so posh, what you do. Where's your heart? Rahman Ali Babai. It's not so posh. I will continue next week in my session. Doesn't it say everything is the hand?